This is Illuminated Soul with Craig Westoff. Becoming aware, becoming whole. Well, <laughs> there's something I want, <laughs> and I realize that that our topic today is wrestling with what. And before we get into that. Here's what I want. Friday and Saturday, July 22nd and 23rd, we'll be having an Illuminated Soul weekend in Noblesville, Indiana, and I want you to be there. (laughs) Having said that, I let it go. I can't control a thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, In all seriousness, we will be leading you through a weekend of awareness about how to understand our thoughts and emotions. What are emotions in the first place? You know, what's going on? Addressing topics that include stuff like The questions suffering asks of us, anxiety, depression, obsessive overthinking, rumination. We'll go into a deeper understanding of our interior world and learn tools to help us respond well in this beautiful yet challenging world. And sometimes people will say, well, I don't deal with depression. That's okay. I put it this way. If you deal with thoughts, emotions, and feelings, you'll love the weekend. <laughs> uh, just to put it simply, you know. And yes, it's all, all, all Christ-centered, Christocentric. We depend, we need, we rely on the Holy Spirit. There will be times of worship, breakout sessions, prayer ministry. So what do you think? Do you want to go? Visit eventbrite.com, search for Illuminated Soul Weekend, and uh, you'll be good to go. And I want you to be there, and now I have to let that go, that desire. I mean, how often I can find myself, how often you and I can find ourselves all out of sorts just because we want something, because we crave and even demand something, something to happen, something to be, something to stop, something to start. To quote the band Queen, I want it all, I want it all, I want it all. And I want it now. I'm attached to certain ideas, outcomes, ways that I believe will bring me fulfillment, relief, success, satisfaction. The list goes on and on. To this, early 1900s philosopher Simone Weil said, Attachment is the great fabricator of illusions. Reality can be attained only by someone who is detached. Now, let me explain that. I'm not talking about, you know, checking out, not caring, avoidance behavior. No. What what I mean by detached is letting go of our white-knuckled attachment to what we want, what we want to happen, what we want to see. You know, once that whisper, take hold of me and all will be well. You know, I wonder if that's partly what Satan was doing as he was tempting Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus wrapping up a 40-day fast. And it seems to me Satan was offering things that he hoped Jesus, in his weakness, would want, right? I mean, it makes sense, right? Turning stones to bread, commanding with authority and glory the kingdoms of the world, and then the, the proving of his power as the very Son of God. And Jesus overcame with the very word of God. He obeyed his father and had a kingdom feast within. Jesus was tempted in all ways, yet without sin. If he was tempted in all ways, that means he's familiar with our wants. And then he showed us how to properly manage them. How to not be overly attached to those, but completely attached 
clinging, abiding to God the Father. By the way, for more on letting go, uh, check out episode number 60. 6060. But this letting go or letting be is releasing attachment to a desired outcome. And not just that, but even the idea of how you and I get to that outcome, you know, the way we get to it. I like to simply refer to it as surrender and release. And I see this amazingly demonstrated in the very first verse of Psalm 23, which reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What an amazing statement from David that is so packed, you hear it? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So packed with trust and confidence and intimate experience in his relationship with the Lord, so much that he knows the Lord is his shepherd, and he refers to him as such. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Say that right now. And pay attention to how you you respond internally. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's like our souls, spirits were designed to resonate with that statement, you know? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hmm. The NIV puts it this way. I lack nothing. Wow. What a statement. Because if I'm honest, I, I'm just going to say it. I Sometimes I feel like I lack a <laughs> quite, quite a bit. I see Paul echoing this in Philippians 4.19. And my God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And you find this amazing declaration in a different form in Psalm 34. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Wow. Another one. Young lions go lacking and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. That last one reminds me of the very words of Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And in context, those things being added are primarily food and clothing. What does that remind you of? Paul's words in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 7 and 8. For we brought nothing into the world, so we cannot carry anything out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these things. Wow, I want to be there, don't you? And we can. That's the thing. We can be there. We're learning. We're practicing. We're not perfect. We're partakers of his divine nature. We're practicing righteousness, and we get to practice this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Other translations have that last part uh, this way. I have all that I need. I will not be in need. I have what I need. I do not lack. I can lack nothing. Wow, that's that's like the, the idea of it's impossible for me <laughs> to lack. I am never in need. And finally, the Lord is my shepherd. He gives me everything I need. Hmm. So, all that to say this. When you and I say or feel, I need this, or I want this, i.e., I have to have it, try following up with these three questions. Why do I think I need this? What do I really gain from it? And what could I really lose if I actually get it. So, again, why do I think I need this? And I love this question. I know it's so simple, but the idea is it's, it's, it's profoundly centered on 
awareness in the moment. How many times do you and I engage in doing something just because we want it, and then we only wake up afterwards wondering, why did I want that? (laughs) Why did I have that seventh piece of cake? (laughs) Right? Maybe we should have asked ourselves, why do I think I need this right now? And then what do I really gain? That is, if I get it, and what could I really lose if I get it? And a bonus question. In your want, ask God what he wants. God, I want this. But what do you want? What do you want for me? Hmm, I love that. And as someone once said, instead of searching for what you do not have, find out what it is that you have never lost. Let's close with a prayer from Ignatius of Loyola. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will. All I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love, and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen. Amen.